Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Coming up on TMS. Do buffaloes have wings? Because I, like, really wanted to know. Winner Jr. If you wanted to join today, then wait till Wednesday. Northwest is my favorite beer. Shazam, you know, with Sinbad. Dreaming in Diablo. How does Google Form work? I bought my cake and ate it too. This meal doesn't make me happy. A rather tedious service. 99 pig balloons. Oh, how the turns have tabled. If they're not real, do they count as fake? Superman under the gun with Steven and more on this episode of the morning stream i'm so saved i can swing across hell on a rotten corn stalk and spit in the devil's eye and all the while singing amazing grace and still arrive in the glories of heaven no no deal the morning stream is it just me or does the jungle make you really really horny Good morning and welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Monday, March 20th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ebbett. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good. I'm in a good mood today. I, got a lot, I have a lot to get done, uh, but somehow I'm in the mood to do it. I don't know how that's Very possible. Good. I played a lot of Diablo this weekend and I feel like that's almost all I did and <laughs> Even though uh, that's not true, I got a lot of other stuff done. I still feel like that's uh, a lot of what my life was. So I'm kind of dreaming in Diablo. I got like, oh no, that's the worst. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. So all the game, I feel like I'm talking to NPCs and getting work uh-huh. done out in the uh, killing d- uh, demons. That's, that feels like that's my life <laughs> right now. Did you get a chance to play it all? I ah, got a ch- had a, sorry, I don't know why. Had I a chance to download it. Uh, yeah, as we as I mentioned, I think on FilmSack. Uh, New ISP getting installed today because CenturyLink has pooped the bed with, oh. with uh, speed. And if we're doing anything remotely, you know, using internet in the house, like our TV upstairs using Netflix or whatever, um, then this computer here and a lot of the computers in the house that I don't have set to priority just drag on slowly, even with a wired connection. Mm. So... Uh, and I do regular like uh, testmy.net mm. runs, and it's it's pathetic. Paying for, I think I'm paying for eighty twenty, and I rarely get more than twenty 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 down, twenty up. So. Oh, geez, so you're up. You're up's pretty up consistent, is but you're down is kind of second. Yeah, yeah. down second. So today you get a new ISP, right? Is that the new deal? ISP? Yep. And uh, who is it? Who, is it somebody like national? Is it like a local thing? It's a company that has the unfortunate name of TDS. Ah, and TDS. I find their service to be tedious. Yeah, very <laughs> tedious. Very that, tedious. But, really uh, tedious? That's hilarious. TDS. For a while, we uh, we had them before we switched to DSO with CenturyLink. And um, whenever it snowed, they had days of service interruption like a full day and that's when i had to do that hookup thing with crazy neighbor next door where we basically ran we ran an ethernet cable from his house to mine yeah i forgot about that 
That worked in a pinch. You got it. You got the job done. It worked great. Yeah. Um, So that was my first question to them when we started getting the offers. It's like, all right, here's the, you know, does it, do you guys have service outages every time we go down or uh, every time it snows? And and they said, no, 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 we don't have those anymore. I know, I know the problems you were talking about. We've gotten our infrastructure really improved for that. So, well, that's good. I'm excited for you to have a little bump there. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I'm still sort of waiting for fiber while our stupid HOA decides whether they want to allow it or not. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll take what I'll take what I can get in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, well, it's good to have you all here, everybody. Welcome to a Monday show. Plenty to talk about. Lots to do. Let's start with this. Stand back and check your personal belongings. It's time for the morning form. That's right, the morning form. Uh, we this, did this for the first time last week, and uh, on the weekly, yeah. we we put it out there that we're going to do a little bit of a contest. And mm-hmm. give away something free. And uh, last week it was uh, a pro- Frog Pants print and sticker pack. Who knows what it'll be next time? Well, I actually do know, and I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> we do know. Yeah, we actually do know. Oh, but yeah. uh, we have a winner. It is Keith B. Uh, Keith B., you're the big winner. We pulled you at random. And uh, I nice. wanted to tell you some of these uh, stuff. So this last one was uh, favorite alien uh, mm-hmm. type in a movie or whatever. And we, yeah. had, lists, we, had, we had options like... The alien from Alien, E.T., the, the Predator, morph, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's an interesting percentage breakdown. Uh, by far, and uh, well, I shouldn't say by far. There's a bit of a tie here, but uh, something not listed here and then putting in their own answers yeah. was uh, 23.4% of the vote. And, so, uh, so just people saying other, not not necessarily what they chose as other the fact that they chose other was 23%. Yeah, and some put their some answered uh put actual answers, but I don't know how to see them in this form because I don't know how Google <laughs> Form works. Google Form is weird. Let's see if it actually oh. says anywhere. Does it say? It should. Yeah, if you added a field, which it looked like you did, added a field to the end of it for well, other. There's a huge list under questions where it gives me the name of the person who responded and then I can click on their responses. And then let me see what it says. Oh, switch oh. it to a uh, spreadsheet view because it'll create a Google sheet with all the answers. Oh, how do you do this here? Let's see. Uh, it's a farm defaults. Uh, good. No, we don't want that. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, questions. Okay, that's not I'm it. I'm trying to remember. It's usually, I think it's an icon at the top that says view results as spreadsheet and uh, it's got the little sheets icon. Oh, I can download a oh, link to sheets, create a spreadsheet. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's easy. All yep. right. So I did that. And then Firefox presented prevented this from happening. Why? Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll see if I can get yeah. some of these down. Yeah. But the point is, from the see all the other answers because that's exactly what I use for feud. There's no way I'd be able to do it if I didn't turn it into a spreadsheet. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm pulling it up now. Here we go. I got a CSV here, basically. Okay. Uh, Let's see, and I can sort by that. All right. So, what we got from a, from a, from the larger percentage of uh, answers, uh, if I can uh, find the effing thing, and now I lost that page. This is this is great. <laughs> this is all going good. It's exactly how yeah. I hoped oh, it would it was go. Perfect. Well done. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent work, everyone. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay, I got the pie chart again. So, twenty three point four percent all listed something individual, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, right up butt's tail there. Twenty two point nine percent of the vote went to the alien from Alien. The Xenomorph. Good. Yep. You yep. know, uh, the Predator, pretty close behind that with 21%, or sorry, 11.2%. Uh, 
was the next one. Uh, 5.3% for ET. Next in line was the Theremins or Thermanians or however you say it from Galaxy Ther- Quest. Thermians. Thermians. Oh. I said, yeah, we are here. Happy to those yep. guys. <laughs> the Nicholas Colasante or whatever that guy's name is. Uh, yep. Colatoni. Nicholas yep. Colatoni. The smallest percentage went to the Super 8 alien. I thought that was cooler than mm. people are giving it credit for. Uh, the thing was in there at about 2.7%. Anyway, District 9 aliens, a whole bunch of these. But let's see what people, let's just see what some of the creative responses. Sure. It says the one from Nope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian's. You haven't, seen, you haven't seen Nope yet, right? I still haven't seen Nope, although uh, Taylor and Dylan saw it over the weekend and are telling me I must see it. So I guess yeah. I'll watch it. Uh, we got one from JC Calhoun who says, Your mom. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, here's my favorite from somebody named Mr. Kevin, uh, Brian's penis. Okay, sure. I assume he means you, you're the Brian. And I, I would uh, assume so. Yes. And, uh, it's still up for debate as to whether that's an extraterrestrial form or not, but, uh, it it feels terrestrial to me. It does. It does have a mind of its own. Right. And it may go to other planets eventually and that sort of thing. And then it will become, it'll become extraterrestrial for those people. It can operate a speak and spell. That's right. If that's any consolation. We got the aliens from Toy Story, aliens from Arrival, Mm. uh, Salacious uh, B. Crumb from uh, from the Star Wars. (laughs) Basically, anything from Star Wars, right? Yeah. Uh, The original Blob. Technically, Luke's an alien. Is the Blob from the original Blob movie? That was an alien? I didn't realize that. I guess it was, right? Came down in the meteor. Uh, I guess so. Uh, Killer clowns from outer space. That counts. Uh, Asgard from uh, Stargate. Uh, let's see. Uh, boobs. We got from someone said mm, boobs. Sure, sure. Those are sort of alien uh, to them. Now you get to experience the joy of these, like I see in in uh, the feud uh, answers. I was going to say this reminds me of that, and maybe and yeah. Brian, I'm guessing some of these are the same people. I would guess. I would think that they are. Yeah. Yes. War of the Worlds aliens. That's pretty good. Zoidberg, Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. Lots of, lots of good answers. Some oh, stitch. Someone said stitch. So be happy there. Good, good. Uh, I do agree about the uh, the alien from the xenomorph from the alien franchise. I think that is the coolest alien. Uh, Drac from Enemy Mine. I like that's a deep cut. I like that. <laughs> well, anyway, that's a pretty good list. So uh, we picked a winner uh, at random. So this wasn't any. It wasn't due to your answer. You just got picked at random here. And that random uh, pick was Keith B. And Keith B., you're the winner. Congratulations. You're nice. a winner. Here's what I'm going to do. I will email you uh, your uh, and, and contact you and get your info because you sent me an email. So I'll reply to you there. And you'll get your pack. And that'll go out ASAP as soon as I talk to you. Uh, next week. All right. So next Monday, we're giving away a Gerpen Henry postcard. Oh, it's just out of reach here. Oh, I can't reach it. I'd show you otherwise. Uh, and a uh, the Cantina Band art I did for Brian and the CD him and uh, Andrew did. Yeah. I have a few of those Cantina, left. Cantina, Star Wars, jazz, jazz music. Yeah. One of my favorite things I got to do, and uh, they both look real good. They're about five by seven, and uh, we'll send those to a lucky winner next week. All you have to do is go to frogpants.com slash the morning form. Mm. Sign up for All that shit. Case. Yeah, all lowercase. That's right. I did it again, didn't I? Where I put it. You did. The... You totally did. Why do I do but, that? But it's not like we used that link. I mean, I clicked it to see. Oh, maybe he fixed it, so it's got a redirect. And oh, I'm an idiot. No, I'm gonna. Not... Ch- I'm gonna do it now, so I remember to say. I mean, actually, maybe it's easier to remember because because it's all when the caps are there, it reminds us to tell people that it's that right. It is yeah. lowercase, but anyway. 
so it's frogpants.com slash the morning form, all lowercase. And uh, you can sign up right now. In fact, if you're in the chat and you're hearing this live, uh, get in there and give us your answer. It's, oh, I should tell you the subject. It's best primetime TV animated series. Ooh. Nice. Or as you wrote it, best primey best primey time. Primey time. I mean, yep. Primey hey, time. Hey you hey y'all, it's primey time. Get primey ready. Time. Anyway, uh go sign up for that and uh get in there. We'd love to send you something free. Okay? All right. Cool. Brian, I got a voicemail to play. Would you like to hear what got left I on the machine? I would love to hear it. Yes. All right. I came into the TMS uh, apartment uh down in downtown and I walked in and the light was blinking and I hit play. It's a little uh, flashing zero one on the uh, LED readout on top of that answering machine. Excellent. Yep, yep. good stuff. So I'm going to play it here, and uh, we'll see what's going on with Gary, formerly of Lantronics, uh, currently of or formerly of Lot B, currently of uh, where is he now in the thing? He's in Batu. Batu. He's, uh, he's right. off planet at the Black Spire Outpost. He had uh, his ears perked up when we talked about Pink Floyd and concerts, and so here's what he had to say. Hey, Scott and Brian, uh, this is for TMS, the senior geek, Gary here. Uh, you guys were talking about the fact that Pink Floyd played Dark Side of the Moon before uh, uh, in concerts before they actually released the album. That was actually a pattern of theirs. I went to three different Pink Floyd concerts, and the one that I saw at the Santa Monica Civic, uh, they played a bunch of music from Umaguma, and then there was an intermission, and then they played the entire Dark Side of the Moon album before it was released. And then I saw another one at uh, Zena the Forum or the Sports Arena in L.A., and uh, and there they played a bunch of older music and then finished up uh, by playing um, Wish You Were Here. And the last one was at Anaheim Stadium. After that, that I swore off stadium concerts, but... Uh, as I was driving into the parking lot, I was wondering why there was a giant pig balloon floating over the stadium, and they actually played animals. Uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun a long time ago. So just thought you That's might be interested in, that, interested in that. Thanks, Gary. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Bye. Okay, my favorite part of that <laughs> was that he was ending it like he was finishing a text that he was uh, dictating. Yes, right. Signed, Gary. Signed, Gary. Thank you. Love, Gary. Sincerely, um, comma, Gary. P.S. <laughs> so two things I uh, take away from that. One, Gary's been around long enough to know <laughs> what it's like to hear uh, those guys before Dark Side of the Moon. No kidding. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's so cool Which to have had really that experience. Awesome. Yeah. And number two is I need an answer on this. Why did you swear off uh, stadium concerts? What happened? He goes, that was right before yeah. I swore yeah. off stadium concerts. Then he didn't tell us why he did that. I know. You get frisked weird. Did you have a weird uh, <laughs> funky beer there or something? Like what happened? We want to know. Yeah, Fill I mean in. it's probably the same reason you you don't like them, and that I that I tend to shy away from them if possible as well, just because that many people, not great sound, but yeah, it just feels like a big chaotic mess that you're not really getting your 150 bucks worth from mm. to me. Like that's a hundred percent it. It feels like way more hassle than the money I'm paying is worth, and yeah. it's even more yeah. these days. Well, I guess back then I'd pay like when I'd see I saw Ozzy at the Salt Palace. That probably was sixty bucks then or something. Mm. But, I've, uh, this know. is going to be the year of concerts for me. Oddly enough, I've got uh, I can't think of a time a year a year previous where I've had so many concert tickets pre-booked and pre-paid for for this year but in two weeks i'm seeing muse in uh 
a couple months crowded house with I think no no Evanescence is with Muse I can't remember who's playing with crowded house uh, then semi-sonic bare naked ladies and Delamitri hello 90s does, does, uh, <laughs> I was going to say does bare naked come they didn't come with the one dude they're done right nope, they, Stephen Page and, and uh, the rest of the band have parted ways for sure for, forever uh, let's see Duran Duran I'm seeing kind of a bucket list band for me I've uh, never seen them live and Sparks coming uh, later this summer. So, was it you that had tickets to see the Depeche Mode tour? Or am I thinking of someone else I know? Somebody else. That's although, not you. Okay. Although that would be, an, that's another bucket list, uh, um, another bucket list concert of mine would be Depeche Mode. Yeah. And none of them, and, and honestly, none of them are, tickets are more than a hundred bucks, actually. I think. Uh, that's pretty good. Out of all those, Duran Duran is with the most expensive and maybe, maybe toppled over a hundred with the, ticket master fees and all that garbage i think they were 80 something well they're hungry like a wolf brian they're gonna get you they for are what they, can. they are and yeah yes i mean come on is there is there something i should know about your ticket prices because <laughs> they're really not from planet earth <laughs> no no they are not um i'm sorry did you say this already they are do they have a new album to promote with this tour probably or? i think okay. duran duran yeah they've been they've been cranking out albums uh, left and right over the last several years. Um, uh, trying to remember what the most recent one was called. We uh, Hammond and I covered them for Soundography, and they released something since that episode. So I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, probably something I better uh, listen up on. Um, I'm always surprised. It's going to be like, here's another one from our new album. Mm-hmm. I'm always surprised yeah. how many of these bands are continually working, and I'm just missing it. I just don't know about it. You know, yeah. Like I knew, yeah. like I was super into him back in the day. Couldn't get enough new album from Duran Duran. No way, I'm ready for it. Let's go. But these days, it's like, oh, we've had 20 albums, and you just slept through it. You didn't, know. right? Exactly. Yep. It's so weird to me. All right, and we'll uh, talk about my movie experience at the end of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, yeah, you saw a movie. We got it. Okay, we have to talk about that. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> well, for now, we're doing this. Welcome to the show, one Brian Dunaway, who had a birthday yesterday. Yay! Happy birthday. Oh, Brian. hi, Scott and Brian. Thank hi. you. Hi. I did have a birthday. I made it around one more time. Do you Sweet feel you. do you feel old? Do you feel how do you feel? I, I not not because of my birthday, but yeah, I feel old. Okay. <laughs> you don't feel old? Yeah, a little bit. Christ. Did you uh resin print yourself a, a birthday cake and uh uh, alcohol wipe out the candles? <laughs> no, gross. <laughs> no. Instead, I went to, uh, what did we do? Oh, yeah, I went to Walmart because I was like, I need a birthday cake. Crap. I guess yeah. I better get on it. <laughs> well, that's cool. Did you, wait, you got your own cake? Did that happen? Yeah, did, man. Of course you, I did. You got your I own, cake? own birthday cake? Oh, man. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, was, in a, I'm in a weird place in life. You got you got to have your own. You got to throw your own birthday parties. I bought my Brian own Chinese food. Have his cake and eat it, too. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Buy, That's right. buy, eat, and have your cake. They need to update the phrase, you know, because Brian's That's changed right. the rules. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I'm if glad. I don't throw myself a birthday party. Who is? Yeah, Nobody. exactly. <laughs> right. You'd said something yesterday about how you threw your own party, basically. And part of that included yeah. uh, hooking up a PlayStation 5. That's fun. Oh, nice. That was a good party. That was my favorite party. Yeah. That feels like a party. That is a party. Yeah. But I, I guess you haven't and then, played it yet. And then I went, I went through all the effort of hooking that up, downloading a, you know, four or five 
AAA big title games. Yeah. And then I played Ape Escape. Yeah. Instead. So the PlayStation <laughs> 1. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just yeah, Far Cry can wait. Uh, Spider-Man right. can wait. Just Cause can wait. I'm playing Ape Escape. Yep. That's right. That's right. Well, we got to cover those graphics. We're covering it tomorrow on Play Retro, so we got to. Oh, he's got to do cool. it. But that's how yeah. committed he is to that show. It's impressive. That's I played. Right. I played Diablo all weekend. It didn't touch Ape Escape, so <laughs> I got to do that today. Anyway, I could uh, well, play God of War, but I didn't do it. You, you know, could like, have. I, I could wait a little longer. Yeah. Have you never played the uh, the God of War? Uh, the the first, not the new one. Not the new not, one. I've played the first one completely through. Uh, the Ragnarok, I have not played yet. Okay, I want to okay. sit down on a Saturday. And sort of idea. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. Yep. You need one of those days where everybody's gone out of town for that weekend. You know? Yes, yeah. totally. Exactly. I love those. Yeah. They're so great. I don't like them for much longer, though, but I like them for, you know, two, three days. Mm-hmm. Two, three days. I'm not a good, yourself. I'm not a good yep. person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not a good person when my when uh, my family's gone for more than a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. I'm I'm a mess. I, I can't do it. I think Brian yeah. probably fares a little bit better than the rest of us, but, uh, that is to say. Yeah. Because he's, I don't know why I just get this impression, so Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll bet you just are a better solo runner of life than I, than I am. I'd like to think so. Tina's, uh, back when she was training for her investigations job, she she had to be gone a month, and she would do like 30-day details where she'd be out in, in Alabama or in Pennsylvania or whatever <laughs> for like 30 days. It's a lot. And I'd fly out like somewhere in the middle for a weekend or something with her, but... The whole rest of the time, it's like, okay, taking care of, back then, Tristan was a little kid, taking care of the kid, got to make yeah. the bed, got to yeah. empty the litter box, got to take the dog yes. out, got to do, um, and maybe we'll just have Stouffer's pizza for dinner tonight. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll just yeah. be those French bread pizzas I, that I can throw in the toaster. I, am, I would eat that. I am the best when I have structure, and if no one is there, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a slob. Mm. I'm kind of like, hey, what do I care? Yeah, I'll wash the clothes later. Yeah, yep. We all know what we'd be like if we were bachelors. We know. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're with us today because we're going to play a game. Brian's going to explain yeah. the rules, and if you're out there in the chat room and are thinking, "Man, I'd sure like to join today." This is your day. Oh no, this isn't your day. This Wednesday is your, your day. day. This is, if you were hoping to join today, well, tough luck. Yep, put oh, that in the back of your head. Come pissed. here Wednesday and do it again. That's how you'll get that done. Because <laughs> today that doesn't work that way. Today, Too Brian bad. will explain the rules. That's right. We'll see if we can give away some prizes anyway. <laughs> Brian, explain these rules to us if you don't mind. Done right. Welcome to the morning half asses a trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving Scott and Brian the answers. Not that not that they'll need them for this first question, which is ridiculously easy. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers, three of which are correct and three that are incorrect. Depending on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses. Get any wrong, you get zero points for that round. But if you get one right, you get a point. Two right gets you three points. And getting three, all three correct answers gets you five freaking points. The player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. Want to know who our contestants are? I do. Well, Ooh, I, I will do. tell you. Okay. Scott. Yeah. You're going to be praying, play, praying, and uh, <laughs> praying, praying, praying. You praying both on. are going to be praying for Brian in Lothian, Maryland. All right, uh, Brian in Lothian, Maryland. Uh, Brian, you're going to be playing for Luke in Iowa. How funny! Uh, Luke. Scott's playing for somebody named Brian. Brian is playing for somebody with the last name Johnson. Oh, what the oh, hell! Nice. This is Weird. some kind of twisted bullshit. I'm ready though. How the turns have tabled. All right, let's get to your That's first right. question here. Let's get you. Let's put some uh, easy points on the board for both of you. I almost like oh, I said, Christ. <laughs> I, should skip, I should skip this one because it's so damn easy. But All we're right. gonna do it oh, anyway. Oh God! All right, let's do it. All right. 
antagonists of the Smurfs. I'm going to give you six names, oh, three of which okay. are antagonists oh. of the Smurfs, okay. three of which okay. are not. Your choices are <laughs> Archimond, or I'm sorry, Archimond, Archimond, Archimondi, <laughs> Archimond, Azrael, Gargamel, Mordain, Nefarian, and Manoroth. <laughs> which three... Our actual of, enemies of the Manoroth. Three of these? Three oh, of them. Oh, I know yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, three of them. Um, I know two, maybe. I think I'm... And I'm going for a third. There we go. Oh, I'm scared to do a third. Um, I'm just going to do the two. I don't I don't know. I'm going to do the okay. two that sound familiar to you me. Guys, one, you one guys 100% locked in on Gargamel and Azrael. 100%. Those yeah. are ab- yeah. absolutely. Yeah. The other three, by the way, are World of Warcraft bosses. Archimond, Nefarian, and oh, Manoroth. Are, uh, so Mordain is your other, uh, I, I was, is your yeah. other uh, enemy of the Smurfs. But the other three are World of Warcraft Mordain bosses. is always like... Mordain's like... Uh, he, he, he has a tiff with Gargamel, right? Isn't that how the flipped... Is I that the I thing? Don't, oh, I have been, never seen Mordain, but I thought for sure they'll figure out that the other three are wild bosses. And they'll <laughs> well, once they get into the later stuff, like with Pee Wee and all those yeah. guys. Yeah. It, the it, yeah. and Manoroth I knew were wow, but I'd forgotten about Archimond. Yeah. Who's that or guy? Archie, Archie Mondi. Archie Mondi. Uh, like, yeah. I like to call him. Yeah. Yeah, good old Archie Mondi. Uh, all, right. all right. I feel good about that. We're tied up still. 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Uh, very good. Going into question two, and uh, this one is a little bit different. Normally, I would ask you for the real answers. I'm going to ask you for the fictional answers on this one. Which of these six cereals are fictional? So, fictional breakfast cereals. Are you, we have, are you cereal? I'm cereal. <laughs> we have Crickly Wicklies, Crunchy Logs, Coco Rockies, Twinkles, Yummy Mummy, and Crazy Crisps. Shite. Crazy with a K. Crazy. That's know. how you know that, it's really that's crazy. That's what worries. That's what worries me. If it had been two C's, I would have been like, "Oh, that's absolutely a thing." Mm-hmm. Oh man, Twinkles. Mm-hmm. What the frick Twinkles. is that? All right, I'm going with two. I don't. I don't know this. Okay. Ryan, what are you doing there? Right. What do you got? All right, you locked in. Uh, I chickened out. So, Yummy Mummy is uh, that's seasonal. It's seasonal. It's uh, it's it's the one that comes out with Count Chocula, Frankenberry, oh. and Fruit Oh, God, do we say... I read that backwards. I thought you I meant... I said it a bunch of times that I'm looking fictional. for the fake... I'm looking for the fictional uh, breakfast cereals. <laughs> I did the same uh, thing, Ryan. Don't feel bad. Totally Don't feel bad. That backwards. Don't feel bad. I did the same thing. You guys both did heard the same thing. Brian was obviously very clear uh, about it, but... Oh, I got one of them right. Was. I got one of them right. Coco Rockies is fictional. Uh, Coco Rockies actually was featured on a Coco Pebbles... Uh, television ad. Yeah. Crickly Wickley's yeah. you can find on Green Acres. It's okay. the cereal they eat on Green Acres. And Crazy Crisps is actually from a Geico ad. So uh, hold on. Could I, could I so get those? Really, they count as real cereals if they were... I mean, can I buy Crickly Wickley's? They're fictional. No. No, th- no, those are fictional. See, we... Like see, Green Acres. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. Green Acres is a television show, you see. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're, I'm, bars, I'm still doing the exact same damn thing. I'm still doing it. Yep. Still, yep, I'm still trying to pick uh, the fake ones. Anyway. What, what blows my mind is Crunchy Logs is an actual cereal, and of course, yep. it would have to be made by Kellogg's. Oh, Kellogg's. Twinkles or General Mills, as are uh, as is Yummy Mummy. All right, let's get back to uh, real answers. 
Three of uh-huh. these are rock albums that feature an elephant on the cover. Which of these oh. three albums feature an elephant on the cover? Your choices are Tusk by Fleetwood Mac, Music from Big Pink by The Band, Electric Ladyland by Jimi Hendrix, Armed Forces by Elvis Costello, Oxamoxua by The Grateful Dead, and Toys in the Attic by Aerosmith. Three of those actually do feature an uh, elephant on the cover. Which three are they? Mm. Well, let's talk about the elephant on the cover. Um, <laughs> hmm. I'm going to have to guess here because I don't know very much. Um, Shish. Stop <laughs> pressuring me. I messed up last time. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't have any idea here, so I'm making, I'm guessing two. Two are guesses. All right. Scott's locked in. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to just do one. I'm I'm chicken. All right. Uh, You guys both locked in on uh, Oxamoxua by the Grateful Dead, a palindromic uh, album mm-hmm. title features a lot of animal or a lot of weird shit on the cover, but none oh. of which is an Dang elephant, it. unfortunately. Damn it. Music from Big Pink by the I band Armed Forces. I freaking elephant on there. Mm. Right. <laughs> uh, Armed Forces by Elvis Costello. Two album covers available for that one. The second one is like splattered, splattered paint in the shape of Elvis Costello. Oh. And uh, right. Toys in the Attic by Aerosmith features a little stuffed elephant. In the attic with the other toys. I just played Tusk from Fleetwood Mac, and that's the only reason I knew that one. Didn't otherwise it seemed yep. like an obvious one, right? Because it's a got a dog, a dog on the cover, like yep. a blurry uh, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there yeah. a dog named Tusk? Oh, hold it up. Let's see. Ah, look dog, at that. Uh, pulling on somebody's uh, on somebody's uh, uh, pant leg. Is it a dog named Tusk? No. Do we know? No, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what the significance <laughs> What's of the your album name, title Mr. Or, I want to. I would. Or... I could see naming a dog Tusk if he had like a weird tooth or something. Tusk. Yeah, if he had like if he had like one tooth, like yeah. a broke. That'd be cool. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'd be down. Yes. All right. So, congratulations going to. Well, it's a tie. Nobody. To tie. Nobody. You have a breaker. So here's what we're gonna do. I don't have a tie. You know what? I have a tiebreaker. All right. Ah. Ah. Oh, careful coin. with that back. Oh, man, that hurt. Okay. It's the only one you're going right. to get. <laughs> they only have new yeah. backs coming at this stage. They, you got to keep the one you got. Okay. Closest to the correct answer wins. Um, and uh, let's see here. We'll decide who goes first. In Back to the Future Part 2, what was the 2015 price for a gallon of regular unleaded gas? Oh, my gosh, dude. How much Jesus. did it cost per gallon of gas? In Back to the Future too, in in Biff World, <laughs> um, Biff World. I, uh, let's say, um, I'm gonna say forty forty dollars. Okay, Brian, do you have a guess? Holy hell! I don't think it was that much. I think it was like two fifty seven or something. I don't know. It was it was it was it was crazy, but not crazy crazy, right? I don't know. Was it? Nope. Closest to the actual answer of $8.37 is uh, Brian Dunaway. Mm. Yeah, in early drafts, the time machine was a refrigerator. We knew that instead of DeLorean. Uh, $8.37 for a gallon of gas in 2015 in Biff, Biffland. So Brian Biffland. and uh, therefore Luke get the prizes. And our prizes today, Luke, you're getting a copy of Tribes of Midgard and Ali Ali World Rad Edition. Nice. But, oh, that's nice. an awesome game, by the way. Very cool game. 
You're going to love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, uh, uh, Brian and Lothian, Maryland, you're going to get a copy of Conan Chop Chop. I do not know uh, what Conan Chop Chop Conan Chop Chop. Don't know what Conan that is. Is that a Chop-chop. minigame? I don't know what it I is. I don't know what it is. It sounds like Conan. <laughs> it almost sounds like a mobile game with Conan in it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. It's not, obviously. It's on Steam. Uh, uh, real quick right. here. Luke, uh, put down your blue milk. You're getting some games. Have we, have we thought hard and long about how... Uh, weird. Ba- how how different Back to the Future would be had they gone with that fridge idea? Oh God, yes, it's freaking I mean, terrible. It, Half the movie is, is cool like, because of the DeLorean. I'm telling you, it's such a terrible idea. For sure. Plus, all the kids who would who would put themselves into refrigerators because <laughs> because they saw it on uh, Back to the Future. It's hor- yeah. what a horrendous idea. Oh, yeah. kids, kids aren't stupid. Oh, oh wait, yeah, wait stupid. a minute. Strike that, reverse it. We had a kid in our our uh, neighborhood when I was when I was younger. I was probably right around then. I was probably a teenager. Some young kid got himself locked in an, in a fridge that was in a backyard, like an old, not using one, like not mm-hmm. not plugged in, I guess. So it was empty, mm-hmm. and he got himself locked in there. And they had to have some locksmith yeah. and two cops come and Were break you, this kid out. You kids today, I just had another birthday. And you kids today might not remember the doors used to like. Have little hint in with lock into place. Yeah. It wasn't just a magnet. Oh, yeah. right. It is today. Yeah. yeah. Today, you and you kids here, easy latch. magnets. You just yeah. push your way out now. Bunch of babies. Yeah. Anyway, you could get out of here. <laughs> well, I think that's a uh, uh, good, good, good prize packages for both our winner and our loser today. And uh, apologies to our loser for me being. Um, there's no loser. There's a winner, and then there's less of a winner. Yeah, How's that? there's oh. winner and there's winner That's junior. Up. Okay, think of it as a smaller burger. You're not as hungry as usual. You want a smaller version winner, of the Big winner. Mac. That's right. Chicken you get microwave nuggets. dinner. That's right. Microwave dinner. <laughs> right. Microwave dinner. There you uh, go. Dunaway, it's always a pleasure having you on. And tomorrow night, you and I will do an episode of Play Retro where we talk all about uh, that Ape Escape game and a little bit around the idea yes. of what uh, PlayStation One games were like at the time. Um, and why that game first, is still uh, great. Mandi- the first mandatory dual uh, stick controller mm-hmm. that came out of the PlayStation. You had to have it if you wanted to play Apex games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, that was a tricky thing to do because the device, the machine didn't come with the dual stick, uh, with the DualShock 1. Mm-hmm. That came later. So it was sure. like buying an accessory and you had to do it to play the game. Here's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. That's a series I think could be rebooted and rad. I don't know why they don't do something yeah. new with that. So we'll talk about that too. Tomorrow on Play Retro, uh, live if you would like to watch it at 3.30 Mountain Time at frogpants.tv. If you would rather catch it later, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Brian Dunaway, is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Uh, 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 uh. Eat a poo. All right, bye. Mm, mm. I think he thought I was going to cut him off, so he really had nothing. He really had nothing. I know. He was really hoping for a quicker cutoff, I believe. Yeah, that's a real shame. All right. Well, it's uh, time for the news, folks. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... The new cat in the neighborhood. It almost sounds like the beginning of Charles in Charge. It does a little bit. There's a new cat in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Your memory of that is a little too good. Did you You watch a lot of Charles in Charge? I swear on a stack of Bibles, I have never watched an episode of Charles in Charge. I just happen to know the theme song from covers. (laughs) Well, then what that tells me is that that was a catchy song that a lot of people wanted to make a version of. So there you go. I think so. Yes. A version is the right word. Uh, There's this... (laughs) giant giant uh main coon that showed up as a stray and uh 
he's got all the pets in the house freaked the f out. He's not even mm. been in the house or anything. They're just seeing him out the window. No, the dogs they see him are out losing the window. it. Yeah, yeah, he's too big. He's like a he's like a dog sized cat, and it's freaking <laughs> these these dogs out. Uh, real quick, uh, this is actually a good time to do this. Tell me about the movie you saw. I'm dying to know what you went and saw. Oh, yeah. Uh, I went and saw Tina. Tina uh, approved it. Was good about seeing it. Freaking cocaine bear! Oh my lord! Yes. I, w- I thought you were going to say, "Oh, we got a sneak peek at John Wick 4. Or we got you know something like that. No, but cocaine no, bear. Was, uh, right. Tina, I said, uh, we said we got a. So we've we've canceled our AMC a list subscriptions. We're no longer going to be going to AMC because of their their crappy lax attitude about people who talk in theaters. Mm. We're switching uh, next month to Alamo Draft House because there's one close by, and uh, and I I gave a ride to one of the um, one of the chefs at Alamo, and he's like, you know, the only thing that we that comes frozen in that place are the things that we throw in the deep fryer. Everything else is handmade there. I'm like, really? All right, we're switching. All right. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Just like, It took that and the fact that they have a zero-tolerance po- uh, policy about uh, jackasses in the theater. Is it priced similarly? So you don't, you know, have to pay a yeah, bunch it's more? The same, it's the same price as A-List, but I don't know if it has all the other conveniences. There, Obviously, there's no IMAX or 3D with uh, Alamo Draft House. Right. Fine with me. We never really go see those movies anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see and report back. Yeah. I want to hear how that goes, but cocaine bear, was it good? Was it cocaine bear is Elizabeth Banks taking everything that she learned from Judd Apatow and making a, a, a very, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit, I didn't, I knew it was going to be kind of comedy I mean, it's cocaine bear, but I didn't realize how almost slapsticky comedy it turned out to be, uh, it, it was it was fun. It was dumb fun. We enjoyed it. Um, kind of. I'm glad I saw it before we thought about film sacking it because I feel like it's it's not super sacky. Mm, really? <laughs> maybe maybe it is. Maybe you know when eventually it becomes uh, goes on streaming again, I can uh, uh, I'll, I'll change my mind. But it was uh, yeah the the right the fact that it's based on true story. I forgot we were going to look that up and just see how like what part of it was true. Obviously there was cocaine that fell in the woods out of a plane and uh my understanding a, a is all that happened was the bear ate it and he died yeah i think that's really it there was no yeah he overdosed. park ranger i mean there were hijinks scott it was I'll like bet. a movie full of hijinks yeah i bet it was hijinks wall-to-wall hijinks is what it sounds like wall-to-wall hijinks is it is it worthy of ray liotta's final film appearance though <laughs> You know? Well, it's better than League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for Sean Connery okay. or uh, uh, Street Fighter what did we for figure out Julia. That, yeah, Street Fighter 2 for Raul Julia. What did we figure out was the John Candy one? It turned out not to be Wagons. Oh, we, uh, Canadian thing. Bacon. Yeah. Canadian Bacon. Yeah. Which is not a jump, is not a, a step up, sadly, from Wagons East. If no, anything, Wagons no. East is a better movie than Canadian Bacon. <laughs> I think so. Exactly. Which tells you. But, so, you know, this thing has like Margot Martindale and Ray Liotta yeah. and freaking. Uh, Shay Jackson Jr. I like these people. Carrie Russell, for heaven's sake. All all people playing very kind of stereotype characters for this sort of thing. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr. I think is that's that's um that's Ice Cube's kid, isn't it? I think. Let me check. Yeah, uh, Ice Cube's kid is in Cocaine Bear. I didn't realize that was uh, Shay. That's him. Yeah, uh, he's from. Uh, he played his dad in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, sure. That makes sense. It's just kind of a cool thing to do. Play your own dad, yeah. you know? Yeah. Unless you don't yeah, like he's, your dad. He was great. I mean, everybody was really, really good. 
but uh, hmm. don't go into it thinking it's going to be. I mean, again, you're not going to go into uh, Cocaine Bear thinking it's going to be anything serious or or thought provoking. But I was kind of expecting a little bit more. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I don't want to disparage it. It was fun. It was exactly what we were kind of expecting and, and kind of what we needed. So all right. it was good. And, and Tina's overall on it, her take? Did she, Tina uh, liked it. Yeah. Tina, <laughs> she liked it more than everything ever all at once. Uh, I don't know how, but <laughs> but she did. That's funny. Uh, well, you know, everybody's needs their own thing when they need it. It's exactly. all good. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Yep. All right. Uh, we're going to get this story in for sure. Uh, a man has sued Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm. Um, we've talked about a similar story before, but he claims pricey boneless wings are basically nuggets. So this is yet another person who's like, you call the thing boneless. They're really just nuggets. They're not well, wings. We call them are, wings. Yeah. Yeah. They're not <laughs> they, they wings. They definitely deliver on the boneless part. They don't necessarily deliver on the wings. Yeah. Part. Nobody actually pulled wings out and left what's left. Uh, so this Chicago guy filed a class action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, saying the restaurant chain is charging too much for its boneless wings, which are basically nuggets and not made of actual wings of chicken. Amen or Amen Hellman? Hallim? 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 Amen Hallim. Hallim. That's a. Alum, alum. Weird, weird name. Yeah. <laughs> Call him. Uh, filed a complaint this week against the restaurant in Inspire and Inspire Brands. I guess they own the thing. I in the, must, yeah. Uh, U.S. District Court in Northern Illinois, according to the court documents obtained by Fox Television stations. Uh, he contends the boneless wings are not actually part of the chicken, but instead slices of chicken breast meat deep fried like wings. Mm-hmm. Well, my answer to that is fine. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't mean, understand it, the litigious nature of this this whole boneless wings thing. I just eat. eat I, fine. I don't either. It's like <laughs> it's like yeah, of course they're of course they're you're not. No one's going to go to the effort of uh, uh, pulling out uh, pulling the bones out of wings, holding them together somehow, dipping them in batter and deep frying them. And uh, newsflash for this guy: some of the wings you get are drumettes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, drumettes. I yeah, like that. Drumettes. That sounds like the name of a a high school marching band, the Drumettes. The Drumettes, an all-female marching band. Yeah, they'll be performing at this year's homecoming game. Get good seats while you can. That's right. Uh, He claimed the purchase of the boneless wings in January, that after learning what they're made of, that they aren't wings with bones removed, he said he regretted his decision. Now, this is when the, the lawyer says after that, quote, as a result... He suffered a financial injury as a result of the defendant's false and deceptive conduct. Oh, come on. You bought an order of wings. Right. Boneless wings. They weren't wings with bones removed. You didn't lose right. any. What'd you lose? Eight bucks? What'd you lose? Right, right. Exactly. And it's, also, it's they're not the only uh, ones that do boneless wings. Ever. I know tons of places that sell them as that. Do they call them boneless wings, though? They do? Okay. Yeah, the place up the road here we go to called... Uh, Oh, the break. They have boneless wings right there on the menu. Mm-hmm. Bing, bang, boom. I don't know. I think this is stupid. This is a little bit like, um, what's another thing where, like if someone said Boston baked beans, and then you bought a, a carton of them, took them home, and went, these are candy. These aren't at all like baked <laughs> beans from Boston. Like, come on. There's no beans in these. It's, it's peanuts. Yeah, that's uh, Yeah, that's a good example. Or uh, um, what else? I know that there's other other things. Like, I'm trying to think of like a fast food example. This meal didn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. How about the the Mick uh, the Mick rib? It's not a rib. No, no. That's and an. It doesn't ex- have there you go. On it. No. Yeah. Did someone sue them? I don't know. Maybe they did. 
But the McRib is not a rib. It's made of yeah. like weird pork extras, and it's all and mushed into pressed, a thing. Pressed yeah. into, a, into a rib shape. Yeah, a rib-shaped hole. And that's not a rib? No, no. Maybe maybe little bits of the meat came from a rib. I don't know. Could pork be rib meat. Sure. sure. No, I don't know. But anyway, this guy, I, I think I hate this kind of stuff, so... I hope he loses <laughs> his stupid lawsuit. I hope he wastes a lot of his own time and yeah. uh, regrets it, regrets yeah. his actions. If you lose, then you're really going to feel bad about what you spent because that That's lawyer right. ain't going to be for free. Uh, here's a story. Uh, former uh, One Life to Live star, uh-huh. uh, Forbes. I don't know what that means. Or is it? I think it's the, the, the first name of this person is Forbes. Forbes March is their Forbes name. Forbes March, yes, is their name. That's a rough one because I thought at first it was Star Forbes. It's, they got a oh, weird name. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And then they were marched while they were arrested. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> anyway, former Forbes one star, uh, one life to live star Forbes March arrested for theft of used cooking oil. That's pretty weird. This is really weird. Yeah, this is a funky story, uh, but I like it. Uh, Forbes March, former soap actor who did stints on One Light to Live, All My Children, and As the World Turns, was arrested in Hudson County, New York earlier this month and charged with grand larceny for the alleged theft of used cooking oil from a diner. The cooking oil was an estimated value of more than $1,000, according to the uh, police department there. They alleged, uh, or see, they allegedly, uh, he siphoned it in March, and then a second man, Oscar Gerardo, from a storage container. He did that too. From a storage container owned by a company called Buffalo Biodiesel. Nothing to do with Buffalo Wild Wings. But there's no buffalo in those either. No. There's no buffalo in that biodiesel. Mm-hmm. There's no buffalo. That's the other thing. Why don't you sue about the name Buffalo Wings? Those aren't buffalo. <laughs> no, but they're buffalo style. That one would be harder to, harder to disprove. Uh, it's all stupid. Anyway, uh, they did this in a tank behind the diner. The two men were released following their arrests. Uh, used cooking oil can be used to manufacture biofuels, and the theft uh, has been on the rise throughout the northeast or northeast northeast region <laughs> uh, in recent years as fuel prices have increased. In an interview last year, Summit Mujamadar, the president of Buffalo Biodiesel, said the thefts have cost this company millions of dollars. It's ballooning, he said. It's wiping out a third of our business. To put that in numbers, ten million to fifteen million a year. Wow. Uh, yeah. So the bigger question is why? I mean, I guess he's down on his luck and not getting new gigs in the world of uh, soap operas. Must be. Yeah, and just needs some cooking oil, I guess, because it's not like there's Weird. like a black market. I've got a, I've got uh, eight drums of cooking oil. How much? How yeah. much you want them? Yeah, because the used stuff gets converted into what, like diesel fuel and then, bio, be- bio diesel. Yeah. Right, and yeah. then you can sell that. I guess if you steal it, you sell it for a hundred percent profit. Um, yeah, but I mean. It's got to be tough. <laughs> I don't think you just go to a fencer to say, "All right, here you go, convert this into biodiesel." You have to go to a refinery of some sort that can that can do it. So, yeah, it doesn't uh, come out right. They're going to ask a lot of questions as to where you got this because you don't just take of- it. You don't take it straight from the fryer and put it right into a tank. There is that process, right? No, you- yeah, it's got to be. There's got to be some sort of refining going on. I assume so, yeah. Otherwise, you got like little bits of chicken wings and things. (laughs) Or or pressed breast uh, pieces. Oh, right. Chicken wings, Scott. (laughs) Strips of breast meat. Strips of breast meat. Let's get that straight. Uh, Final story. We've got a minute here. Arizona family discovers a bobcat has taken over their dog's bed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I just want to to sleep here. (laughs) 
Uh, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's uh, a horrible Bobcat, Bobcat. Goldthwait impersonation. Are you kidding uh, me? That's not ter- terrible. He's changed I've his never... thing to be normal now. So you know, I haven't yeah, heard it in a while. Yeah. So you could convince me. It's fine. That was that was absolutely Rainbow Bright is correct. That was bad. It but was I've never bad. tried okay. a Bobcat Goldthwait before. So uh, pity, take pity on me. We haven't talked about how Lance Reddick died. I don't. That reminded me of that for some reason. I don't know why. Because because <laughs> he sounded a lot like Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, I know why. Because. I was watching Paradise PD, and there was an episode with um, Affleck. What's his name? Oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Freed Fred. <laughs> Gil- Gilbert Godfrey. Godfred. That's the one. And um, yeah. same episode had Lance Reddick in it. And when I think of Gilbert Godfrey, or when I think of uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, Thwait, I think of Godfrey. And then it made me think of Lance Hendrick or Lance Hendrickson, Jesus. Reddick. <laughs> Lance Reddick, who died way too soon. And that's really way shitty. Too soon. He yeah. just tweeted like three days ago stuff about his dogs and he has these funny dogs. He's this like really funny guy on Twitter. I know. Great yeah. follow on there. It must have been a heart attack or something because he was doing fine. He was scheduled for a bunch of interviews. He's in John Wick 4. Like the guy's got a lot going on. Fantastic get- in Bosch. Yeah. Uh, fringe. Uh, Lost. Lost. Yeah. yeah. What else? He uh, drove Jeremy Bentham around. He helped drive Jeremy Bentham around. Oh, man. my Lord. John Wick 1 through 3. And now four. He was awesome, that yeah, guy. He was awesome. Just and so the most cool. recognizable voice. <laughs> he talked like this. Yeah. He Bush, I don't like you going out on your own like this. <laughs> it was just it's just garbage that he died. I hate it. It is. It is. Take someone who sucks. Can we do that? Yeah. There's I could give you a list. I got Eight. a list. I'm not gonna say I'm here because someone will be mad, but I got a list. <laughs> I got a real list that's easy to read. Yeah, very easy. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Steven Schleicher will join us. Uh, we didn't have him last week because he had a thing. And uh, mm-hmm. now he's back. So we're very excited to have good old Steven back. That'll happen in a moment. But Brian has to introduce a song before we get there. Yeah. Uh, boy, this is a this is a, a musician that, uh, that I've followed a lot. Um, he's released his ninth studio album called Fantasy. It's a guy who's named Anthony Gonzalez, but he performs under the name M83. M83. Uh, his ninth studio album is out via Mute Records. Big thanks to uh, Mute Records for this one. Um, this is great. Excuse me. Great stuff. And I think you guys are going to get a kick out of it. The first song, the first single from the album is Amnesia. almost forgot that I was going to play this. Here is M83 from the brand new album Fantasy.
I want you to understand something. I married a woman young enough to be my daughter. I don't want you dating my daughter. I don't want you dating my daughter. The Morning Stream. <laughs> if I tilt my head to the side, I sound better. Oops. Okay, who was that again? That band there? Sure. That is M83, a.k.a. Anthony Gonzalez, from a brand new album, Fantasy, his ninth studio album, and a song called Amnesia. Well, that's fantastic. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, Stephen's on his way in here. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Oh, I would give a PS, uh, little PSA, public service announcement. Okay. If you, like me, are uh, catching up on... The television show Luther, mm. starring Idris Elba, in, in anticipation of watching the movie that just dropped on Netflix, and all those episodes are on Hulu. They're only on Hulu for the next 12 days. Oh. 12 days to watch all 20 episodes of Luther, which I'm kind of predicting is just going to Netflix because of the movie there. Like, oh, I think that's what I was going to ask, because maybe they were going to transfer it, yeah. But who knows? I'm not taking yeah. that chance. And... uh uh, my God, it's a great. What a great Luther's show. awesome. Right? Yeah, I, we really watched is. that whole series. The movie, the movie so. is really, really good. It's good, right? Is it? Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. I've heard really good things. Uh, oh, speaking of which, and now welcome Stephen to the show. He's a huge freaking nerd. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. All right, Stephen Schleicher's joining us. <laughs> he is a huge freaking nerd. Yeah, it's new. Uh, I like to surprise you with things. Hey, uh, Stephen, welcome back. It's been a been a bit here. Been a minute. Uh, we missed well, you. Well, yeah. Thank you, Scott. Happy, happy Equinox to you and happy Equinox to, to Brian. Yeah. Oh, first thanks, day man. of spring. Thank goodness. Yeah, no I snow forever from, from now on. Yes, please. That'd be great. Balance those eggs, everybody. <laughs> I've had, uh, so they're telling us we're all under like a bunch of flood watch wor- uh, worries because there's so much accumulation in the mountains. They're, they're almost sure the runoff's going to cause some s- trouble spots. And uh, we're one of the potential ones, although in the one we're in, we're in the highest part of it. So it's possible it would have to really be bad to get to us, but there are people not far from me that could be under flood uh, risk and that. So we're we're all a little freaked out about that. And it rained today, so just keep that moisture coming. Keep yeah. that moisture, uh, as my parents we, would we say. We need that. We're getting supposed to get rain this week, so I'm hoping that uh, we get a ton of it because we need it. Uh, this town needs a wash. Yeah, wash that thing out, man. Jeez Louise, a dirty-ass city you live in. Jeez. That's right. Uh, Steven, it's good to have you here. We're going to talk about some nerd stuff, uh, specifically uh, how Shazam 2 didn't do all that well at the box office, despite decent reviews. It seemed like it, you know, reviewed and okay. The reviews are mixed. Some people definitely say that this is a darker film than the first one. Mm-hmm. My, I took my youngest to see the first Shazam film years ago when it first came out in theaters. He loved the movie. For years, he's like, oh, this is my favorite movie. This is my favorite movie uh, until he saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. But uh, when the trailer for the second film dropped, he watched it and he's like, man, I don't think I'm that interested in it. Mm. And I asked him, hey, do you want to go see Shazam 2 this week? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe can we just wait until it comes out on video? Mm. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing because the movie only brought in something like $30 million uh, in the box office on opening weekend. They need to at least clear $200 million worldwide in order to break even on the film. Oof. So, yeah, they've got a ways to go. Now, the first film, Shazam, its opening weekend was only $53 million, and it ended with 366 So it actually made money over the entire box office run, but uh, didn't do so well. 
I think people uh, might be having hero fatigue and saving themselves mostly for Marvel stuff. But even then, I think people are just feeling a little fatigued on it. Maybe. That could be yeah, wrong. I think, well, yeah, and I, I don't know if it's superhero fatigue or maybe it's just... It's just probably, yeah, superhero fatigue is probably the answer. It's not definitely not comic book fatigue. No, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I think it's just like, okay, another one of these. Oh, wait, I, I haven't even saw the last four yeah. of these. Wait, another one of these? Like, I think there's mm-hmm. a, a little bit of that going on. Could be wrong, but yeah. I wonder if uh, those guys over the, the new team at DC, uh, James Gunn and crew, they have to be looking at this and, and thinking a lot about how they're going to approach this next phase because... They don't want to lean in. They don't want to lead into it with just really shitty numbers. You know what I mean? Well, like, the good thing is, the good thing is, all that stuff is under the old regime. That's all before right. uh, uh, Discovery took over. That's long before James Gunn and um, uh, the other guy Saffron were brought in. So it kind of doesn't count, maybe. I mean, I, I, it I mean, doesn't it count against it him per, per se, but it counts as like a right. metric for them to have to pay attention to. You know. Mm-hmm. Like yes, they, which, to be honest, is probably up. That, yeah. That's the only thing that can go from there. That's that's true. Um, I do like Rachel, Rachel Ziegler a lot. She played. Uh, she was in that um, uh, uh, Sharks versus the whatever. What the hell was that called? <laughs> What's the Spielberg Shark movie? That, you know, huh? Sharknado? No, no, no. The Spielberg movie. Last year was nominated for Best Picture. Freaking, it's remake oh, the of. Fablemans? No, a remake the of the. Sorry, a year before that. Uh, the remake of the old one. Uh, oh, West Side West Story. West Side effing story. Oh. Gosh dang it. Sharks and Jets. Sharks, you know, sharks versus Jets. Uh, anyway, she was Maria in that, and I like her, and she plays Athena in this, I think. Or the Eth- and oh, Athena, cool. whatever it is. I like her. Anyway, uh, I was wrong about the reviews. It's only 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was higher. John Wick, John Wick 4 is currently at 93 for John Wick. Man, I gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go see that. Will that, that, will that get you to the theater? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. John Wick 4? Okay. I'll go uh-huh. see that. Yeah, we got a brand new theater over here, so we're going to go try that out over there, I think. It's not a dump like the one that I used to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so what do you think? Do uh, you think it'll clear its $200 million budget and be okay in the end or no? I think it will make more than $200, uh, $200 million in a long <laughs> time. Yeah. I think, it'll, I, I think it'll clear its budget and uh, and promotion. So the thing to keep in mind for people that aren't aware, there is the movie's budget, which is how much it costs to actually make the movie. And then there is the printing and advertising, which is how much did it cost to market it. So mm-hmm. $110 million to make, $100 million to market. You usually say it's double whatever the budget was. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking at you know $210 million. So... I think I think they'll get very close to that. Okay, well, good for them if they do. I suppose um, yeah. is John Wick four even out? Is it in pre-release? Let's no, see. no, pre-release. Okay, it has a ton of reviews already. I guess it's they were confident. Yeah, the early to... the media uh, reviews. I actually just got a thing from AMC <laughs> uh, this morning before the show saying, "Hey, reserve your ticket to go see John Wick 4. Like, um, yeah, I will, but not with you guys. But wow, wow. <laughs> Well, apparently this thing is you want to pay the, the higher seat prices to get the good seats. Well, right. with a list, I don't need to do that. Like it's, um, you know, you get by paying your stupid 20 bucks a month, you get to pick any seat in the theater of any kind of showing you want. I just, the, the experience of the people around us talking and pulling out their phones is just enough to take us away to a theater that has a no tolerance policy about it. Mm. 
it's happening. Finally, Brian is starting to see. Oh no! My no. Believe me, you've you know, you've heard my stories on this show. I get oh, yes. so irritated with the other people in the theater. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're going to have see, a, you're going to have a better time. Yeah, you're going to have a way better time there. I'm sure of it. I'm hoping to. I'm hoping so. The one thing I don't like about a Helmo Draft House is they usually come and and uh, have you pay the bill during the climax of the film. <laughs> So it's like, oh, really? you know, you're, yeah, they're, they're, you know, kind of, they crawl down low in the row in front of you in the row of the seats in front of you. And then they like, here's your bill. And it's like, wait a minute, the bad guy has the gun on the good guy. We could do this later. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought you paid up front for everything you're going to do. No, no, you, you pay uh, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the show. Claret Alamo draft house has a, uh, is a, is a food and beverage service during the film. So you place your order before the movie starts and then they come and collect. They give you the bill at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that might be interesting during John Wick. We'll see what, what yeah, we'll scene see. they do it in. We'll uh, my favorite review for it is the Emery Brothers plot, uh, plot calls to get, or sorry, calls to mind John Woo classics and elevates this fourth chapter above all its predecessors. Ooh. Lots of doves. Lots of doves. Ooh, I'm in. I'm all wow, in. Wow, yeah. I love John Woo movies. motion doves. Uh, tell us about James Gunn directing Superman, because that's that is big news, right? Was he? Did he? It felt like a thing where he went in there and went, "All right, so we got this lineup coming up. I'm going to get on the internet and tell everyone, okay, I've done that. Okay, now we're working on what's next and who's doing it. Wow, shit! I'll just go ahead and do Superman. Is that what happened? Pretty much. I mean, they spent a lot of a lot of time up in, I believe, Utah or maybe it was Nevada, coming up with the next ten year plan. And one of them is definitely we need a, a new, better Superman story. And at first, James Gunn was just going to write the script, and now it was announced that he is going to direct Superman Legacy, which will be the first movie in Phase One of the Gods and Monsters uh, DC uh, DC uh, movie universe that that's already been announced. And it's interesting if you read this article over at Variety where James Gunn is talking about, you know, they approached me years ago to direct a Superman movie. And I said no, because I just couldn't figure out a way into the character. And then he says a couple of years ago, his father passed away and he was like, well, my father was this huge influence on you know, he didn't understand or didn't like the, you know, the comic books or whatever, but he, he encouraged me to do this. He encouraged me to get into film and all of this. And he says he owes a lot to his father. And so I think the passing of his father gave him that in to say, okay, where does Superman stand in terms of this? And if you've ever read uh, Superman, what is it? Last son of Krypton. I, I forget what the the book is. I think it's, that's uh, right. Morrison, uh, yeah. yeah. The Grant Morrison story really looks at, what is what does Superman think about being a god among humans? And this movie is going to, according to the to the logline, is Superman is coming to grips with his Kryptonian ancestry as being an aristocrat, but also being raised by uh, you know Kansas farm folk. And how has that you know changed his view on his role as a protector? And right. So I think that that's going to be a very interesting look at that and of course if if you've seen the trailers for um uh guardians of the galaxy the the third film that's coming out you know that that's going to be a tearjerker so i for imagine sure. that this will also pull on those heartstrings of family and loss and and what it means to to lose a loved one and those kinds of things and coming to grips with that so i anticipate a lot of of uh wet wet faces coming out of that theater <laughs> yeah i think so too i'm excited about it it's not it's a little unusual for him in that most of his work is you know the hallmark is like hey we're taking these weird misfits and making a movie out of it and he did that 
really well with uh, both uh, Suicide Squad's uh, reboot, essentially mm-hmm. reboot, um, and his you know take on Guardians. So to have him take a more serious approach, which I think Superman kind of needs, and I don't mean serious like dark, and I don't mean that. I mean like you know a more human approach to it and a little less wackadoo. Yeah. That'll be an interesting turn for him. So I'm I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think uh, you sure. can still have a lot. I think you can still have a lot of fun with Superman, especially if you go back and look at Superman in the Silver Age, where there's a lot of wackiness that goes on there, and and even in the '90s where you have Superman Red, and Superman Blue. I think, and I hope, uh, I think that's the key word there is that James Gunn focuses on Superman's ability to get people to be hopeful. Mm. Yeah. When it's dark. Yeah. And and this mm-hmm. week on the Major Spoilers podcast, we're actually looking at a Superman book from Tom uh, King where he has to go and rescue an orphan girl on the other end of space mm. for no other reason than he made a promise. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, it's really good. And I know a lot of people are, are very flip-floppy on Tom King, but uh, Superman Up in the Sky is a great book and we're going to talk about it uh, this week on the show. And so if he can even bring a, a little bit of that into, into uh Superman legacy, I think it'll be a great film. Well, look forward to it, everybody coming up. Uh, what would we say on that one? 2025 or something. This one says 2025, but gun and Saffron have also both come out and said, Hey, look, uh, people are too reliant on release dates mm. when it's ready. It'll come out. But for right mm. now, I guess because of stockholder prices and everything that we have to yeah. put a release date on this, Tag a date on but it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but still, if it, if it fluctuates, then don't get too, don't get too freaked out. Like, I know people are the minute that it moves, people are gonna be like, see, DC can't do it. James Gunn with the wrong choice. It's just like, <laughs> good Lord, people movies change dates all of the time. Yeah. Right. Just give it a chance. The tricky, ready. The I tricky, would rather have a, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I would much rather have a really, really great film than one that's rushed into yes. production and into post just to hit a, hit a release date to hit a metric date or a milestone date. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite way of how art should be created. I was going to say that I feel, a certain measure of apprehension about the day we hear who is being cast as Superman mm-hmm. because the internet is terrible with this stuff now. Like we're really, really on fire when something like this gets announced for good or for bad. And the, that pending announcement, I hate, I'm going to hate that lead up. I'm going to try to ignore <laughs> it. Whoever it is, will be fine. I'm not worried about that. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. let it happen. And then I'm going to ignore everybody for a, for a couple of weeks until the poops stops getting thrown. And then we'll, and then we'll move on. And it happens every time when Jane, when uh, Henry Cavill mm-hmm. was cast, everybody was so freaking negative. And now that he's not Superman anymore, everybody is so freaking negative. <laughs> it's just totally. ridiculous. So I, you know, it's the only thing worse in movie uh, freakouts for me, anyways. When a new Joker is announced, anytime a new Joker gets announced, the whole world loses its effing mind, <laughs> and I true. hate it. So this time, yeah. I I know it's coming. This way, I'll know it's on its way. I'm not going to be naive about it, and I'll know when to ignore everybody. As soon as he says, and we've decided we're casting, I don't know who it'll be. Jim Job, Jim Joe, There you go. Uh, oh my lord, as the Joker. Yeah, Can have, you imagine out. if you made <laughs> Timothy Chalamet the Joker, who might might not be a bad pick, <laughs> might not be bad, but still, I mean, people you know, will lose the their shit. Got- Kids got rage. Uh, yeah. We probably know it won't be uh, Affleck. Uh, we can pretty much determine no no more Affleck in the DC universe. Well, yeah, he's not. That ain't getting announced. So um, well, no, I'm just saying is... he, he's he's said I am not doing anything further with DC. Yeah, 
Plus, I, I think we all thought he was kind of done anyway, right? I, mean, I think he, so. Yeah. yeah. I don't well, think we get him in the Flash, but... Uh, oh, is he in the Flash? No, we get a little, yeah. like a little cameo of Affleck. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. More that's, Michael Keaton, but still. That's soon, right? <laughs> When's that? Soon? That's later this year. See, yeah, I, if I were DC, I'd be nervous about that thing's performance. Because yeah. oh yeah, they should be. They, they really <laughs> sure. should be. Yeah, they if they if they think but, Shazam but also, two sucked, oh boy, it's gonna be rough. I think we talked about this before, but essentially it is the Flashpoint storyline from DC Comics, which was the huge resetting of the DC universe what ten years ago, something like that. Yeah. So for them to say yes, let's let Flash get out there, let's close out all that's come before, and then let's start fresh with Superman Legacy. I think that's a great idea. And mm-hmm. as far as who will be the new Superman? I predict we will know within the next four months. All right. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Because right. Comic Con is coming. Well. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's soon, right? July. That's a good place. It's a good yeah, place July. to make that yeah. announcement. Yeah. Oh my for gosh. Sure. Yep. Um, yeah, and some of the there's an interesting back and forth in the chat. There's a lot of people quite liked uh, his Batman, Affleck's Batman. I thought it was I liked fine. His Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, I kind of don't. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of non-committal about that entire era. It's like it was fine. I didn't really have that great a time. I don't really have any strong yeah. feelings about it. Um, my favorite Bruce Wayne. I don't know if I even have one. I mean, Do I have? One? Oh, by far the easy answer is uh, Val Bale. Kilmer. Oh yeah, of course that's the obvious answer. Yeah, the obvious yeah, easy I one. Think, I think Bale is my favorite. Uh, my favorite Batman and, and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I have some problems with his Batman, but I, I don't like how he looks like a bobblehead in the final two movies, and I don't like... <laughs> That's true, yeah. I, I don't like his gruff voice thing. I thought that was the worst. But I mean, you know, otherwise, it's like one connected cowl that like, oh, I can't, I can't, sorry, Riddler, could you stand in front of me? Because I can't quite turn my head to, <laughs> no, to you're, look at you. You're not wrong. Like, from a practical standpoint, that's that's yeah. the... That's the but way it is, you should but go. But it is like a little, a little Funko Pop neck. But his whole, <laughs> go his, back and, his, and watch the Val Kilmer movie only for his Bruce and Batman performances, and you'll you'll probably change your mind. All right. Really? Okay. okay. All right. You yeah, were joking, ignore, you were joking when you... Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, if you go and watch him as a person who needs psychological help, I think Val uh, Kilmer does a fantastic job as Batman uh, in, in that movie. Well... Uh, now, uh, if you want to see a Batman and Superman combo, the best bet, of, obviously, is Ben Affleck, who's played both Superman and Batman. Okay. How about, um, wait a minute, when did he play Superman? When did that happen? He did it in, he did it in the um, biopic of uh, George Reeves in uh, Superman. Oh, completely forgot about that. Right. Uh, the one that, that was yeah. about his yeah. life and he, uh, and death, uh-huh. I guess. Uh, that, he has, oh, to, he has to go and, and dress up as Superman in many instances and, and deal with that fame as, as George Reeves. And it's a great, it's a great performance. Totally forgot about that. That's crazy. All right. Well, uh, there you have it, everybody. Uh, lots of fun stuff happening. If you want to go check out more and a bunch of great podcasts and other stuff, check out Majorspoilers.com. Steven, anything going on you'd like to mention? Oh, man, I, I really want to push people over to Critical Hit. If you haven't been listening to Critical Hit in a long time, we've got a new campaign going where we get a punch Nazis and Cthulhu's and all sorts of other monstrosities. Uh, it is a fun time. We're having a blast doing it. And uh, it's very early. We're only into like four or five episodes have been released. So people can get on that right now. Are there any Cthulhu's with Nazi affiliation? 
so you can punch. A well, that's Nazi. kind of the whole point about Octoon Cthulhu is that Nazis are trying to control the Cthulian monsters so that they can take over the world. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. If I knew a yeah. Cthulhu who was Nazi or was a Nazi, or even if just one of his tentacles was Nazi, had Nazi tendencies. Oh, yeah. Punch them all. Yeah. I'd have no trouble punching him. No problem. Yeah, sure. Anytime a, a Cthulhu even started to say the word, word that starts with F, he'd be down. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Steven, it's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, spring's here, winter's ending. Um, you know, it's going to mm-hmm. warm up. Do you have any advice for uh, people? Well, definitely. E- even though we're going to have plenty of rain and showers because it is spring, uh, make sure that everyone stays hydrated. Hail hydrated. All right. Bye now. <laughs> nice. Uh, nicely done, as always. Quick couple of things. Uh, the Diablo sure. show will be today, and of course that will be a gnarly one because there was all kinds of stuff happening this weekend in uh, Diablo 4 land. So if you want to catch up on the latest and greatest and how the beta went, I'll be doing a massive Diablo show later today. I don't record those live, but you'll be able to get it on the podcast feed immediately after it's done sometime today. Uh, get more details over at frogpants.com slash Diablo. Sub to the podcast and check it out. Uh, we'll also probably have a pretty interesting core this week as all three of us played, mm. and there's a lot to say about that. Sure. Frog Pants plays stream at 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. today. Um, I'm going to start doing these more regularly and did one over the weekend with Carter, actually two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I did a bunch of Diablo stuff, but I also rec- we did our final. Did Phoenix. Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's, that game's so good. It is really, really good. This is like I a whole it. fresh playthrough for me, but I'm loving it. It's so good. Nice. Um, but also, uh, Carter and I started a new game called Buckaroo, which is this weird co-op game. You'd love this, Brian, because on my side, my screen, I see something yeah. totally different yeah, than she sees on I hers. Yeah, I watched that. It's like a very cooperative, like, you know, stand on this seesaw so you can raise up this other area so that I can get to it. And Yeah, and you don't really both see cool. the same thing, so you have to really communicate. And yeah. it was so, we're not done, obviously. We're going to do more parts, but it was such a cool thing. Uh, so I don't know what I'm playing today. Probably a little bit of um, uh, Dyson Sphere program, I think, today. 3 to 5 p.m. So uh, check it out today at 3 o'clock for, here at frogpants.tv. Soundography 150. Oh, That's baby! Right. Woo! 150th episode of Soundography, if you don't count all of the like special bonus episodes, and you got to listen to this and stuff like that. Uh, we did our requisite uh, country music uh, star for this season and it's Shania Twain. We listened to the entire Shania Twain uh, catalog and I gotta say after listening to that, man, I feel like listening to something else. <laughs> uh, but I will say that there were parts of it we enjoy. You're going to find out what those parts are when you listen to Soundography today. Soundography.com. I thought you were going to say, I honestly thought you were going to say, because you said and and honestly, I feel like and you and then you went on to say listening to something else. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I feel like a woman. Because that's, that's, that's where the joke was going. Oh, that was man, the joke? Feel, yeah, because the joke is, man, I feel like listening to something else. Oh, see, a little too subtle yeah. for my brain. I didn't get uh, it. Apparently so, yes. But yeah. thank you for explaining my joke. No problem. Uh, anyone good. here, anyone Anyone need any help with jokes, I'm here for you. I'll help explain them all. <laughs> get you all hooked up. Uh, all right, check that out. 150, nice milestone there. I like that. Uh, join yeah. us on our Frog Pants Discord, frogpants.com slash Discord. There's a big happening TMS zone in there where there's all kinds of little groups and fun stuff happening. So just a reminder, as always, to join us in the community and be part of our 
our Discord. You can also be a part of uh, what supports this place and keeps the lights on at patreon.com slash TMS. No commercials ever. Pre-show content every day, couch parties on the weekend, art in the mail, and other great monthly benefits that you can only get if you sign up today for as low as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash TMS. That is going to do it for us. We need music, though, to go. Do you have music to go? Yeah, I do. I have music to go. So it's uh, wrapped up in a nice little package that you can take and and, uh, listen to at your leisure. Uh, Craig wrote in and said, Dear Scott and Brian, on March 18th, it'll have been one year since my daughter passed away unexpectedly shortly before her 16th birthday. She was my best friend and was turning into a geeky young adult. Her favorite band was Queen, and Love of My Life was her favorite song. A cover of that, or maybe Who Wants to Live Forever, would be a great tribute to her. Thanks for all the entertainment and distraction that you've provided over this past year. Uh, Craig, I'm uh, so sorry, man. That is That's the, awful. The, the worst, one of the worst things I can imagine. So uh, air virtual air hugs coming your way, and, uh, and Tad Love. Um, a lot of great versions of, of uh, Love of My Life. Uh, Carrie Ellis did one with Brian May that we've played on the show before. This one we haven't played, and it's from a band called The A-Sides Club. And what they do is they record albums that are nothing but covers of one uh, musician or one band. And they came out with their Queen album in 2018 and included this beautiful rendition of Love of My Life. Here is A-Sides Club.
Get more podcasts like this at frogpants.com. All right. Well, bye.